Our next guest joins us, Phil Buzz Rothfield, to talk all things the world of sport. Buzz, good morning. Yeah, good morning, guys. I just heard you do a live read for short garlic and pies. Dino loves um, his gallo pies. Yeah, I know. We well, you know Sean Garlic's in Melbourne today for the Storm game. They got, they do a lovely thing, Storm. Um, they do a family day and all the parents of the players and brothers, sisters from Melbourne and Maddie Johnson's down there to watch Cooper play. Um, Sean Garlic's son, Bronson. Yep. Is, uh, yeah, so uh, hopefully you'll sell a few pies down there. Gallo's pies are plenty, Buzz. We wonder why Melbourne are consistently successful. Buzz, there's probably a portion of the answer right there. Yeah, Tyron Smith down there uh, with his boy to watch uh, Remus and a few former NRL players with boys there, mate. It's, uh, no, they do it really well. Now, Buzz, you had a couple of big exclusives today in the Sunday telly. You're always on the Love ball. Exclusive, you, do, Love you do, you <laughs> do. But uh, the one up in the news section was a good story, Buzz. Gee, I got married yesterday, the great Greg Inglis. It's a lovely story, Bulldog, because you know... Um, G.I. retired with a... It was a bung knee, or bung knee, wasn't it? Yes. Um, and he, he tried to make a comeback in the UK Super League and looked like a lot of football players at the back end of their careers. They head towards retirement. There's a lot of mental health involved, and G.I. struggled for a long time. But he met a lovely lady, Elise, uh, who worked at the NRL, and... Uh, yeah, he, they, they were married yesterday in the Hunter Valley. It's a really, really lovely story. I'll tell you what I love most about it is that the, he is extremely close still to his first wife, Sally. Elise and Sally have become really good friends and they've been able to juggle the kids and it's a really nice story. And um, I'm so happy for GI and the whole family that, um, you know, it's worked out as well as it has. Mm. And Buzz, your second exclusive today was a paperwork blunder could have cost South their competition points against the Broncos, if they'd won, for illegally playing a rookie debutant. Yeah, incredible story. Trent Peoples, who made his first grade debut and edge forward at the Rabbitohs, is a train and trial player. Now, had South beaten the Broncos, and they never got anywhere near it, did they? But, you know, they're always a chance they would have been deducted to competition points. The reason being Trent Peoples wasn't properly registered uh, with the NRL. What happens if you're on a train and trial contact contract? Now, Trent works stacking shells at Woolworths during the week, and he's also a sales rep for a clothing company. Well, his, as I said, needs to be... If you're going to use a player outside your top 30, you need permission from the NRL. And normally it's granted particularly in these COVID times when players are falling over and getting ill. But they just forgot to do the paperwork. Mm. And it would have been huge drama if they'd won. Yeah. But look, lucky, I think they didn't. And um, in a bit of trouble south, aren't they? Mm. And, uh, it's a story that we'll be watching closely um, next few weeks. Lucky they've got a reasonably good draw. They've got the Warriors, Raiders, West Tigers and Titans. Mm. in the next month, capable of winning all four, but they need to improve on what they dished up um, the other nine. Yeah, no, good point. Buzz, in your What's the Buzz column, it is Mother's Day, and you've got a lovely picture of the lovely Yvonne Sampson, who's having her first Mother's Day, her and her husband, Chris O'Keefe, the Channel 9 political reporter. Of course, they're proud parents of 
their five-week-old son, Henry, and lovely picture of a bond in this morning's paper in the Sunday telly, Buzz. Beautiful picture made of a really, really lovely lady and one of the faces there of Fox Sports and so happy for Vonnie and Chris that they were they had the baby uh, five weeks ago. Um, the only thing poor old Vonnie's a bit dirty about, she was raised in Queensland, okay, <laughs> and she's a fanatical Bronco supporter, funny, although <laughs> there's never any bites. You know, day one, Chris Oakley <laughs> walked in with a St George Illawarra membership Henry had a onesie. He, taking the kid had no chance. Chris oh, O'Keefe got in first. He got in first. <laughs> he yeah. did. Chris, is, Chris, who is working around the clock on Nine's election coverage, mm. is claiming that Henry's the lucky charm and very much the reason oh, why yeah. they won their last three games. But, mate, Bonnie will a great mum. She will be. And um, Back on our screen up. soon, Buzz? Sorry, mate. Will she be back on the screen soon? Back on um, yeah, Fox coverage? And, um, and, you know, Bonnie, I guess, is like a lot of mums, um, new mums. So, you know, you, you can never tell when you're ready or, yeah. you know, some take longer than others to adjust to new life. Um, she is hoping to come back around State of Origin time and start hosting Super Saturdays again, just one day a week. and leave Chris in charge of it at home. It'll be after the election. We'll have more time in his hands. The poor kid will just be glued to Fox Sports all weekend, mm. I think, Super Saturdays and George. <laughs> but, uh, no, lovely story on Mother's Day, mate. Now, Buzz, you've written in your column as well, the rumour that won't go away. The chase for Cameron Munster appears to have largened in that the Dragons may well be interested. Yeah, it's, um, it's definitely right. Bulldog. I know they um, they reached out to Braithen Astor, Munster's manager, late last week about it. Um, they believe that by having Ben Hunt, who's played a lot of football alongside Munster in Australian teams and Queensland teams, that it will work uh, in the club's favour. It'd be a great signing, wouldn't it? Because, look, Ben Hunt's getting to the back end of his career, and while he's one of the form players in the comp at the moment, he's not going to be around forever. Probably another, what, two, three years. But, and Munster could play out his career there. Mm-hmm. But um, it's just bumping his price tag up every day, and there's no question at all he's going to go north of $1.2 million, and wherever he finishes up, he's going to be a great signing. Hey, Buzz, I don't think, in normal situations, you'd probably agree with me that, yeah, player managers have used clubs to claim or defame interest when it's not really there to bump up a client's price. But I think with Cameron Munster, he doesn't need that. He's going to get the big money anyway because of the, the skill and ability of the bloke. Yeah, yeah. It has been played out very publicly, and I've spoken out about this before. I don't like it because, look, he's not even available. He'll start a new club in 2024. It's a long way away, but Brace and Cameron Munster are not breaking any rules. The way the rules are, he is allowed to talk to other clubs now. Not everyone does it as publicly. I'm going to write a little story tomorrow in uh, Monday column on Justin Ollum, Munster's teammate. And he was Dallium Centre of the Year last year, and I think he's probably number two centre in the game behind Joey Manu at the Roosters. Now, he's off contract at the same time as uh, Munster uh, at the end of next year. He's free to talk to 
rival organisations or even sign with a rival club in November. But it, it's been played out, you know, behind the scenes. He's in talks with Melbourne now, but the Storm have got enormous difficulties. Obviously, they've spent a lot of money re-signing Jerome Hughes, Ryan Pappenhausen, Harry Grant, trying to get Munster. They've got to lock up Nelson Asofa Salomona as well. So it's not going to be easy to keep all of them. But mm. I, I don't mind the way he's just doing it on the quiet and not not uh, uh, because he's an outstanding player and he's entitled to be on probably more money than what Melbourne Storm can afford to pay him. Yeah, hey, Buzz, in your column today, you've got a couple of items about stadium. They're both very important. Can you tell us what's happening at, at Penrith in particular with Penrith Paceway next door to the footy ground? And your suggestion, is there any chance of getting a roof at Acor Stadium when the grand final origin is played? Yeah, well... Um, I found out late last week, Ray, that Penrith Paceway, the government are in negotiations to buy the Paceway, which is basically next door to the yep. football ground. They're going to demolish it. And it'll cost them about $50 million to do that and then build a new stadium that'll hold 30... Excuse me, hold 30,000 people, be almost identical to the great stadium, Combank, at uh, Parramatta. What about the Harness um, Racing trap will they yeah, well, relocate the hum- that or yeah yeah they'll relocate right um the government will have to help them do that but they're a very very strong organization look they own the paceway um penrith harness so they'll be okay but they they will have to find a new venue which is a little bit sad because there's a lot of history mm-hmm. there at the, the trotting track but the good news for Rugby League is Penrith will not have to find a temporary home ground because they'll stay there at Blue Bet Stadium while the new uh, stadium is being built um, next door. Now, with Acor Stadium, really, really interesting story. Um, I know Tony Shepherd, who heads up venues in New South Wales, was very keen to spend $250 million on a roof for the venue. And look, I think it's a great idea. It's money well spent, I, I reckon, Buzz. Yeah, so do I. Look, if you're is it? Yes. Is it money well spent? Two hundred and fifty thousand for a roof. Yeah, dog. Provide comfort for the the fans. Dog, dog. You know when you go to State of Origin, you've got a media pass and you're sitting in a what nice, comfortable, warm seat. Now, mate, we are asking people to pay three hundred and fifty dollars for a grand final ticket or State of Origin, and if we're to continue attracting big international acts to Sydney where if you feel like for stadium it drives tourism, hotel rooms, restaurants, transport, etc. We need to be able to weatherproof that venue. And I, I just think it's important, Pup. That, um, it's a lot of money for a roof. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I'm not trying to be a smart-ass. I'm really not. I'm just saying no. it's a lot of money for the roof on a stadium. But... Look, I've I'll roll with it, idea, and I'm happy mate. with it, but I question I've got, it. I've got a good idea. You go and give your press pass to someone who sits <laughs> out there in the rain, in all, <laughs> all right, and you go and sit out there and see how comfortable it is. That's and, part of uh, going the footy. You know, if it rains, you might get wet. Yeah, I know, Bulldog, I know. But look, you look at this George Cambosis fight coming up. Is that as going to be as big as any fight this country's ever staged in Melbourne 50,000 people undercover there at the uh, what's the stadium they're called Brad? The, yeah the, it, it changes every year I can't yeah, it can't yeah. be well, can't yeah. be hang on yeah yeah well what I say, that Marvel? fight has got, yeah, I that, 
five has gone to Melbourne because it's been shown in the US and they can guarantee they'll get 50,000 people there and there'll be no weather issues. They won't have to do any reef. Like up the roof, there. Dino. Yeah. And let's face it, Melbourne, I hate saying this, but they, you know, their events are probably a little bit in front of us. You know, with the Australian Open, and I know the Melbourne Cup is not what it used to be, but the AFL Grand Final, most, I, I just think our facilities... Uh, Bulldog, suburban grounds I love, but suburban grounds don't bring tourism dollars into the state. And I, I'm hearing you, Buzz. I'm hearing you. So is yeah. the 250 to come out of the 800, which has been pledged by the government? Well, if you're spending eight hundred, why not spend another two two hundred? But I'm saying, is it added onto the eight hundred or included in the eight hundred? Because if well, it's included in the eight hundred, that would mean the suburban grounds won't get the redevelopment that it deserves. Yeah, well, that's a good point, Bulldog. But as I said, I'd like to see him spend the extra two fifty on Acol. Rugby league at the moment is absolutely flying. They sell out Penrith mm. every week. Can you believe on a Saturday afternoon? It used to be the worst time slot for NRL games because everyone was at junior sport, out shopping, having coffee, lunch. Manly sold out for mm. Oval yesterday. Buzz, they sold so, out 48 hours before kickoff. Oh, it's extraordinary, dog. So, look, people deserve better facilities at, at Brookville. That's a good point. Hey, Buzz, before we talk about today's games, can I take you back to Friday night for what was one of the the games of the season, if not the game of the season so far? Parramatta 22, Penrith 20. Parramatta on the rebound from that horror show in Darwin. If they can play consistently, they are a chance to win this premiership. Well, it's another little thing I've done to Maui. A third premiership contender, a serious one, Mm. emerged there on... Friday night, and it was a wonderful game of rugby league. And um, I, you know, I thought Parramatta should have beaten Penrith in the semi-final last year. I think they were beaten. So does Tanya? <laughs> yeah, well, there was a lot of controversy. Yeah, there was uh, absolutely. Jerome Luai held back Mitchell Moses, who was in the position to back up Ferguson and mm. score towards the end. So I remember that clearly. Um, no, they're, they're in this. They, they can win this comp, but as you said, the key word is consistency. And they've been losing for a couple of ordinary sides. Um, not that the Cowboys are ordinary, but they were flogged in Darwin. And uh, it's really, really good for the competition. Yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you what I love, guys. I love the standard of the fullbacks in the competition at the moment. I can't recall an era with so many great players in, in the wonders. And what made me think about it was the performances of Clint Gutherson the other night and Dylan Edwards, who does it every single week. Edwards, but I sort of can't get them into the top three or four fullbacks in the game, such mm. as the depth in that position. Yeah, it's a really you good know, point. Because you've got Tedesco mm. up top, you've got Turbo up top, Pappenhausen, Pong. Geez, there's some depth, dog. Yeah, it's a sparkling era for fullbacks, isn't it, Buzz? The football this year, apart it's from great. the bunker in- interference, <laughs> the, bunker. <laughs> um, the football itself has been terrific. Mm. Love it, yeah. The absolutely. power in the game... Seems to increase every year, the Buzz. Speed. We think it's mm. reached its optimum in terms of ferocity, and it just seems to find another level. And there's so many good stories around Bulldog. Chad Townsend. Mm. We laughed at Todd Payton when he offered him $2 million over three years. We laughed at him. Didn't win a game at the Warriors when he went there short term. Cronulla didn't want a bar of it. Gone. But you know what? 
the Cowboys haven't had a voice, a loud voice and a director of as classy as Chad is since Thurston and Michael mm. Morgan moved on. You know, Can they win the comp, the Cowboys? It, it, I mean, it's probably a question that I'll be held down for even asking, but the way that they're playing, the form that they're in and the style that they're playing, they can give it a rattle, Buzz. Yeah, it's funny thing. I'm sitting there watching them every week and I'm thinking the same thing. Are they, you know, are they good enough to challenge? And I've got them a, not a long way. I've got, like everyone, I've got Penrith, Melbourne and Paris the, and then the Cowboys at the top of the next round. Fair enough. I think Zorb made the uh, point that the Cowboys will get their real big test against Melbourne Storm in a couple of weeks in towns. Well, that'll be the when we'll see if they are legitimate title contenders. Speaking of the Storm, Buzz, they take on St. George Illawarra this afternoon in Melbourne. That's the 2 o'clock game. And then your Sharkies take on the Warriors at 4.05pm. Yeah, I'll be there too, Raymond. Mm-hmm. Enjoy. Day. Yep. Yeah. Will you um, whack a couple of hot dogs down or are you going to eat healthy? I might sneak up to you. I can knock off a party pie from the press box, Bulldog. <laughs> well, uh, it's for working media, Phil. No, it's <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm not working. Okay. No, you know what? You're there socially. So go away. Let me speak, please. <laughs> um, Storm Dragons. Look, the Saints are playing tough. Three in a row, but look, they don't have the class against Storm, so Melbourne should win, but... I think it'll be tough down there at Amy Park. And look, the Sharks were pretty ordinary against the Broncos, but that form has sort of stood up the way the Broncos demolished South. So look, I think the Sharks will be too strong at home yeah, uh, there at four o'clock. Yeah, I think you're right. Hey, Buzz, enjoyed the footy this afternoon. We'll talk next Sunday. Yeah, and all the best to Peggy uh, Bulldog, your lovely mum, who's a great friend of mine. And uh, yeah, have a great day. You know what my mum calls Phil? She always says, thanks for mentoring, Dean. Well, that's what and I go, of all done. the mentors in the world out there, I got Buzz. <laughs> well, you, this is why I am today. Uh, good on you, Buzz. <laughs>